This is Brittany with the Sky is the Limit podcast. I'm here to talk with you about why achieving your goals and achieving your dreams is so important. This is something that's near and dear to my heart, and I want to make sure that it also is something that can help you change your life. Hey there, welcome back. It is good to be able to talk with you today. So as all good and wonderful people should do, we are going to deep dive into the conversation of fear today. It is one of my favorite things to talk about because I think it is something that has the power to completely catalyze and change your life if you're willing to have the courage to face it and to get clear with yourself on what exactly fear is. So part of the reason that I wanted to bring that in as a second podcast is because anytime you decide that there are goals in your life or dreams that you're actually going to pursue and that you are committed to doing, Every insecurity, every irrational thought, every piece of fear that is in you and in your mind is going to come up because our brains are absolutely brilliant at going out and receiving information to try in its best ability to protect us. And anything that is new and is different is something our brain doesn't understand yet. So it's going to do everything in its power to try and protect us from the unknown. So... When we're talking goal coaching, this is a big thing that comes up and it is a constant in almost all of our lives, especially because for most people, there's an undercurrent of fear in their day-to-day actions all the time, all day, all week, all month, all year, for whole lives. And there's really, and honestly, like nothing wrong with that. It's part of being human. It's part of having a brain and being able to perceive danger. And it's part of us being aware of what's going on around us. But I think what's so interesting is that so many of us, that undercurrent is there. We see it as anxiety. We see it as like social discomfort. We see it as so many different things, but we often don't stop and think, oh, this is fear. What exactly is that fear? Is that fear realistic? Is it rational? Is it something that I should be afraid of? Or is this something that's been hardwired into me for so long that I'm just thinking that it's fear and that I'm in danger when in reality I'm not? So it's part of what I wanted to talk about today because, again, I think it's such a powerful thing to deep dive into and to understand more. Even just to get curious about because, like, who, like, on a day-to-day basis talks about fear? Well, I do, but also you should too because it's super fascinating. So today I'm going to start with some nostalgia. I grew up with a father who loved reading and had bookshelves in our living room filled to the brim with books on history, geography, the great American West, and lots of science fiction. And I mean filled. Like when I think about my childhood, I remember like growing in relation to the height of those bookshelves. So it's like, it's definitely a big part of what my life was like growing up. And on the shelf, one of my favorite books is called Dune by Frank Herbert. If you know about it, you know I'm a nerd and I'm right there with you. It's an amazing book. So it's really fascinating because it's this beautiful science fiction story, has this deep intermingling of politics and religion played out on a universal scale. In fact, one of my favorite quotes from that book, my dad used to say to me all the time, often in jest, and it's very relevant to today's conversation. And again, that's because I'm about to deep dive into the topic of fear. So here's the quote, a little bit of backstory. It is said by the main character of the book, his name is Paul Atreides, and he's essentially in a situation where his life is on the line. And the ability for him to move forward and to live rather than dying is based off of his own ability to control himself. 
which for many of us, that's our day to day. And it's the difference between us being children who we have to outsource, you know, that responsibility to somebody else and then becoming adults where that responsibility is now in us. So it's kind of that really, really cool juxtaposition. Here's the quote. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. It's a brilliant quote. And it's one that I love for many reasons. And not just for the sake of nostalgia, but because it has all these little tidbits in it that as you walk through life, you'll start to say like, oh, yes, I recognize that. And the first one for me that I want to call attention to is fear is the mind killer. So when we think about fear, it feels so real that it feels like it is the only possible outcome in a lot of the situations in our life. Maybe you're afraid of rejection and in your brain it says, oh, that person's going to reject me. Don't go and talk to them. And so you don't, and you create kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you're able to kind of step back from that fear and go, oh gosh, like, I'm just afraid this person's going to say no to me, but like, what's the worst possible thing that could happen? They say no. Cool. What's the best possible outcome? Maybe that person talks with me. We have a conversation. Maybe we become friends. Maybe we spend the rest of our lives keeping in contact. But in that moment, if fear is the decider, it kills the possibility of what you can create. It kills the possibility of your amazing mind and your ability to go out into the world and do things despite fear and make things happen, build relationships, perceive new things, go out and accomplish those goals. Don't allow fear to become the mind killer. So the next thing I want to call attention to is the very end where he says, where the fear has gone, there will be nothing, only I will remain. And I think that's really important because, again, fear feels like such a real thing. But once that feeling of fear has passed, there has been and only will be you. That you as a person, your ability to think and process with your mind and to go out into the world and do things, you are always going to be here in this space, seeing and recognizing yourself and going out and interacting and doing things. And you will always remain. That fear isn't always going to be there. So when you make your decision, make your decision from the place of who you are, who you want to be, what is important to you. Don't allow the fear to dictate because it will not always be there. So let's dive a little deeper in. So that's an important quote from my childhood. So putting that out there for you. But what exactly is fear and what's the definition of it? Fear. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely that it will cause pain or a threat to you. Part of why that definition is so interesting to me is when I went online to check it out and be like, okay, what's the, what's the definition of this? I was expecting something more concrete because again, fear feels very real. But the fact that it's described as an unpleasant emotion and then it's created or caused by your belief about something, that it's essentially self-created your belief about something and what may or may not happen is what causes you to feel that emotion and to feel that kind of unpleasantness as many of us would experience it as 
And it's so interesting that it's not saying fear is a legitimate thing that happens in response to a dangerous threat. It's, it's an unpleasant emotion. It's caused by your belief about something. So somebody may look at a certain situation and say, oh, that's not dangerous. Like that guy's like, super chill. Like I know him. Somebody else may say, oh my gosh, that guy looks sketchy. He's probably dangerous. And both of them are feeling completely different things. But that fear comes back to when we believe that something or someone is dangerous. And it brings up that unpleasant emotion. So it's really good to just kind of distinguish that that's what's going on. So I want to bring that back again, now that we know a little bit more about it, as to why that's so important to the goals we have in our lives. So when we live our lives through the lens of fear, we have a very limited scope of what we allow ourselves to think is realistic, what's possible, what's even out there, right? We restrict ourselves completely when we live our lives through that lens of fear. This means that we limit ourselves in what we're willing to experience, what dreams we allow ourselves to imagine, and the goals we decide to set for ourselves. And goals chosen with a restricted view of what we are capable are not only unfulfilling, but they are also completely unbearable when we look back on our lives later on and see what we could have accomplished and chose not to. So part of the reason I say that specifically is because when I look back on what I've done with my life, I am in amazement and complete excitement over the things that I was brave enough to step up to the plate and do. Those are like my favorite memories. Like, oh my gosh, I was so scared to go and play hockey. I thought it was only for boys when I was younger, like totally believed that girls shouldn't be playing hockey. But I told my dad, I was like, dad, I really want to try this anyways. It looks really fun. And I went and I did it. And it was amazing. I got so much experience from it, made friends, did so many outstanding things I would have never done otherwise. But if I'd allowed the fear to dictate my choice, I would have never done it. But most of the things that I love and remember are when something was, you know, scary or painful and it ended up turning into something really beautiful in the long run. And I think that's how most of us look back at our lives. We look back and we see those moments and we are able to admire ourselves but when we look back at the moments where we were fearful and scared and chose to allow that fear to dictate how we showed up, there's often like that feeling of shame. And I'm not saying that that's what I want you to feel right now or to think about. What I'm saying is just to kind of recognize when we allow kind of irrational fear to dictate how we show up and what we do, the outcome is vastly different than when we choose to look at an irrational fear recognize it and have the courage to move forward anyways creates two totally different outcomes and we can look back and see that but we can also understand moving forward how we want to show up and respond even in the moments where we're very uncertain because how many times have you dwelled on something in absolute fear fear rejection shame the word no funny as that is failure and uncertainty but when you actually experienced it not only were you able to handle it but it was a far better outcome than you had imagined. In fact, how many times did it actually play out in your favor once you decided to do it? Well, if you're like me, it hardly ever plays out as badly as we expect. And sometimes it's humorous looking back on or when we tell other people. Like even the moments where in the moment we're so ashamed and then later on we look back on it, we're like, oh yeah, that was pretty funny. Like I learned something from it. Probably wouldn't do it again, but like, hey, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I'll just give you a quick personal example. So I was working for this company as an administrative assistant. They folded two positions into my position. So I was essentially doing double the work. And it was a moment where like I went to them and I was like, hey, like I would like a pay raise. 
and that sounds really cool but if you were in my mind in that moment I was terrified like I was so scared that me asking for more money because they increased my workload was going to cause them to fire me that they were going to tell me that I was no good at my job (laughs) they were going to like reduce my pay that they were going to tell me that you know get out we'll have you like replaced with somebody else and like no longer or in um just a quick span of time, like every worry went through my brain, every possible outcome. And I was like, okay, like I'm so scared. But the thing that drove me forward was one, I knew that I was being afraid and talked to friends and they're like, Brett, you're being silly. Like you're doing more work. Of course you should get more money. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Of course. And I was able to kind of sit with myself and be like, okay, logically speaking, what work was I doing? How much was that worth to them? What work am I now doing? How much is that worth to them? How have I showed up and over-delivered? How have they told me that I have created value for them in the company? And I just like put all of that in front of me and I looked at it without the fear. And I just said, oh, like look at all of what I have done and what I've created and what I'm capable of and the experience that I've brought with me and the kind of person I show up every day as. Of course, that's worth, you know, a pay raise. And I was able to kind of calm myself down and have courage, went back into the meeting with them and just even in that moment, completely racked with fear, total fear. But here's the crazy thing. They didn't fire me. (laughs) They didn't say like, oh, we're just going to replace you within the week. They didn't do any of that stuff. They didn't lower my pay. In fact, after the conversation, they offered me a pay increase, but was really interesting. After they offered that to me, it was far less than I had asked for. But instead of looking at it from a place of like, oh, I'm afraid, I'm just going to take the money that they offered. I went, wait a second. This is truly the value that I believe that I'm delivering. They may not agree with that, which is perfectly fine. As a business, they get to decide what is best for their business and what is worth it to them. But I recognized for myself that that wasn't a good fit. That if I wanted to be able to deliver that kind of value, I needed to go somewhere else and do that. And it was this distinct realization in that moment of like, if I had been afraid and never asked them, one, I wouldn't have gotten the offer of a pay raise too I wouldn't have realized that maybe the value I was delivering there wasn't as valuable as I could offer somewhere else and I actually ended up leaving and pursuing my own business which ended up being a way better fit and ended up being such an amazing experience and it was completely different than the outcome that would have happened if I had just stayed not asked for a pay raise and had just been in fear so again totally played out differently than like my worst possible fears and it ended up being a really good experience So that's one of the things I also want to call attention to is that the fear is not something to resent or hate or be disparaged by because it's the job of our brains to protect us, to keep us alive and to keep us safe, to keep the people we love safe from every possible threat and scenario that it can imagine. And our brains being our brains, like they are phenomenal at looking for information and creating all kinds of ideas. And as a result of that, a lot of our fears can be quite big in our minds, but in reality aren't that bad. So when your brain's trying to protect you from the worst possible outcome, it believes it's keeping you safe. What that also means is that anything that is completely unknown, that you haven't experienced yet, is dangerous to your brain because your brain doesn't know what's going to happen and it would rather stay with what it knows and is comfortable with. And that's part of what I want to talk about today. Because I believe the real danger is in allowing ourselves to do what we are already comfortable with because we're afraid. And instead of seeking the discomfort discomfort of change and growth, 
We stay where it's comfortable because we believe that we're safer there. Where in reality, what we may be able to achieve with that change in growth might be far better for us. If we avoid the experiences that we haven't already had, then we don't get to experience the lives that we dream of. In fact, we hardly get to experience our lives at all because goals are unknown. Dreams are unknown. Like you may have seen somebody else living those dreams out, but you yourself haven't lived it out. Otherwise, why would you be dreaming about it? So right now it's an unknown. And to your brain, that is terrifying. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is bad. So again, if fear becomes our lens of what is really possible for us, then we live out our lives comfortably numb rather than feeling fulfilled. Because even when we're comfortable, we can still hear the call to who we are supposed to be and who we want to be. And that's uncomfortable because when you aren't in pursuit of that thing, your brain is still searching for it. You still crave it. So really, the fear of keeping us safe and in the comfortable place that we are is really just a different kind of discomfort. Both roads lead to you feeling uncomfortable. You just get to decide, do I stay where I am and be comfortable and not change or grow? Or do I pursue what I want and be uncomfortable? But now I have a life full of things that I choose. So I challenge you to really question your fears and be willing to look them in the eyes. The greatest power you have is to change yourself internally and to make a choice. Who are you meant to be? What fears will you have to face in order to be the best version of yourself? What things do you need to step up to the plate and face in order to succeed the way you are meant to? Because at the end of the day, it's you and only you who gets to decide. So again, this is Brittany. Thank you for listening to my podcast and really spend some time today getting clear with yourself on what your fear is, why it's there, and if it's something that really is that real. And if it is, are you willing to face it and have courage to achieve the things you want to most in your life? All right. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Swingy. Swingy.